This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon, where every Sunday you get a whole nother bonus episode if you give at the $5 or $10 a month level. And if you give at that $10 a month level, you also get a sticker in the mail every month packed by the teen and sent to you and uh, stamped. So you know that it's that month and everything. It's a nice little thing at 10 bucks a month. You get a little envelope of fun in the mail to you during these not particularly fun times. Patreon.com slash says who. That's what I call you, Dan. A little envelope of fun. That's me. Dan. Maureen. Books. Mm. I write them and. I do. Look, we're we're in the last big old month of summer, but uh, it's still going to be hot in the fall. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff outside. And can I recommend to you maybe a copy of The Box in the Woods? If you haven't read it already, I don't know what you're waiting for. What do you what do you think they're waiting for? Personal invitation. Well, okay. Hi, this one's for you. Not not the others. You. I'd like you to read The Box in the Woods. I've been, I wrote it for you, not the others, you. And if you read it, uh, God love you. And also I have uh, Your Guide to Not Getting Murdered in a Quaint English Village, which will be out on the 14th of September, which is wow. a, an illustrated guide to not getting murdered in a quaint English village. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's a great gift. For just that person, you're like, I don't really know what to get them, but I know that they like all those British murder mystery shows. So so if you really need to get someone something and they like that stuff and your budget is approximately fifteen dollars, <laughs> have I got a have I got a present have I got a book for you? You have been putting out books every day since April of twenty twenty one. Feels like it, Dan. This'll be your last. That's like of this year. Yeah, April, May, June, July, August, September, six months, 30 days in a month. You put out 180 books this year. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. 180 what a, books. What a powerhouse. What a tour de force of writing. I mean, L. Ron Hubbard can absolutely suck my dick because yeah. that guy wrote all the time on speed and wrote a billion books. Yeah. Never edited a thing, just wrote once well, and just sent it out. What That's could go true. wrong? That was his method. Things were easier did back I just, then, I think. Did I just, I just lost all the Scientologists. It's okay. Oh, boy. Anyway, books. And if you like things, we have things at merch.saysupodcast.com. T-shirt things, sweatshirt things, fanny pack things, mug things, all kinds of things. Merch.saysupodcast.com. Uh, all right, so you just need to, uh, yeah, you got to carry the one. Just carry the one. Do you, Dan? Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, Maureen. I'm, we gotta re- just, I'm in the middle of, uh, it's the first day of school, Maureen. So oh, hold on just a second. Yeah, so you, car- you carry the one and then you bring it down and now you have the, you have the number. Do you get it? Okay. I, uh, Dan? Right, yeah. We got to record. First day of school. Okay. So this is where we say welcome to says who. Yeah, so you... we're going to talk uh, about birds a little bit later. I just need to do this one thing. 
with Maureen, can you like, can you read a book? Dan, or, Dan, oh, we got to go. Dan, we got to go. Cause remember you have a piece to write. You have a thing. I, I know. I've so, just, I, okay, we I gotta... did that. I worked on that a little okay. bit this morning. Yep. Just in the, just hey, first day to, of school. Welcome to sit. Now, yep. uh, got to do you, but welcome we're to still Sisu. in the schooling and we're going to get, it's Focus, all going to, it's all going to work. Dan, Maureen. just look at me. Just look at huh? me. Look at me. Huh? Breathe. Welcome. Remember what, what says who is? Okay. Welcome to says who. Dan? Dan? Just breathe. Just say welcome. Welcome. No, nope. welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a homeschooling program. I'm Maureen Johnson. <laughs> and I'm Dan Sinker. It's not a homeschooling program. It's just temporary, Maureen. Well, then, it's I guess temporary. we have the answer on what is going on with Little Dude. Yeah, it is the first day of school, Maureen Johnson, where we live. And the little one is not there. Yeah. We made the final decision after a remarkable amount of back and forth and self-torture uh, on Sunday morning. Did that you had to officially withdraw him? So we decided that the way we would do it was we would just write to the principal to like, a parent that was going to France for six months or something and just be like, we need a leave of absence instead of uh, saying we want to withdraw. But it turns out it's the same thing. I just, they finally it took them two days to get us the form. And the form is like, if you're absent for more than 10 days, you will have to re-enroll your student. I'm like, okay, well, great. What does that even mean? You just have to prove that you live where you live again. Okay. But who knows? Who knows when we'll re-enroll, Maureen? Yeah, there was some news today that suggests that um, there is no vaccine for kids this year. Yeah, it looks like it, it, the messaging around this vaccine. So uh, maybe we should back up. Should we? Yes. How far? Well, to, 2015. Oh, that'd be nice. What it, 2015. Dan, if we backed up to 2015, we would have to do all of this all over again. Ah, uh, shit. But what if we backed up to 2015 before we did this? Right. And then said, let's not do it. But I liked, I mean, that's, this is, was, this is how we got through it. True. That's true. Yeah. And I guess we would, everything would still happen. Everything would still happen, Dan. Damn it. Damn it. Well, uh, let's just back up to a few weeks ago when the Delta variant became uh, a problem, we'll say, call it a problem. And uh, it suddenly dawned on Janice and me and many other parents that, oh, fuck, we're supposed to go back to school in person because there isn't a non-in-person option anymore, most places. And uh, are we really doing that when anyone under the age of 12 does not have a vaccine? And uh, so we went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And uh, schools began to open in some parts of the country, especially in parts of the country that are heavily Delta uh, uh, slammed. 
and schools went about as you would imagine. And we kind of watched that. And then we had other friends that went back uh, and they were like, yeah, my kid got a COVID exposure notice on the first day. We were like, fuck. Uh, And we just realized that we, we do not feel comfortable and we are lucky enough that we have some flexibility in our schedules and can continue to sort of move things around the way we have moved them around for the last 18 months and uh, split time and do, uh, do the little dude at home until, uh, until he can get a vaccine and then we will feel a little bit more comfortable with the whole situation. Blurg. How did he take the news? Uh, he was okay with it. He, um, you know, he basically had very little question. You know, the wording was essentially, you will be going back once there's a vaccine and we feel, you know, safe, send that it's safe sending you back. But, um, you know, he was, he was basically like, okay. I mean, kids that age, generally, their b- basic deal is like, cool, you've got a plan. I feel better now. Okay, as long as you know what's going on, I'll just kind of roll with it. What does he think is happening? Oh, he knows all about COVID-19. And, you know, we explain that basically COVID-19 has gotten worse again. And it's especially not great if you don't have a vaccine and kids his age don't have vaccines. And while some kids have to go back because they're, you know, that's just the situation, uh, we would feel more comfortable him not going back. Does he still call it the sickness? No, he calls it COVID-19 now. Oh, in, in his Zoom kindergarten last year, they did a whole unit on COVID-19. Oh, that's nice. I know. And so now he exclusively calls it COVID-19. Does he? Yeah, we usually say oh. COVID and he'll say COVID-19. Oh, little guy. Yeah. It, I mean, it was grim but cute when he called it the sickness, though. Yeah. It was. That was a long time ago now. Did he ever get his Slurpee? Uh, No, he hasn't actually gotten a Slurpee, but we've gotten a lot of uh, we've gotten a lot of treats. I know he wanted a Slurpee. He did want a Slurpee. We should get him a Slurpee. He'd like that. It's true. But yeah, it. uh, It is, in fact, today, the day this episode comes out is the first day of school, which for us is going to be. Uh, mostly figuring out what the fuck that means. It's very funny. If you look at the state of Illinois, like requirements for homeschooling, literally every single answer is like, it's like, does my child have to go to a certain number of days? It's like, no, you just do whatever. There are a number of hours in a day. No, it's fine. Whatever you want to do. Like literally they're basically like, you have to teach this basic like you have to teach language arts and math and so, like not even any like here's what it looks like. Just like these broad topics. You do that. Uh, we don't care. <laughs> Literally, they're just like we consider your kid in a private school and anything goes. So we're like, OK. But for us, it's more a matter of um, making sure that he's following at least to some degree where they're at at his school so that he can. Do you get the books or something or? Eh, uh, Not really. I mean, the thing is, the district doesn't really. They're like, cool, you're out. Fine. (laughs) Have fun. (laughs) But we can figure it out. 
I was su- first grade. It's not something particularly difficult. I was surprisingly touched by the thought of him getting a Slurpee. For some reason, that really got me. Ah, and now I feel like a really bad parent. No, I just we just haven't the, actually him, gotten I, him a Slurpee. I really actively imagined him being so happy and going up to the machine and like. Oh yeah, well he would be going up to the machine, but like or getting like you know like getting to pick the flavor and then yeah. you know because you mix the flavors, you got a little cherry, a little root beer. When, now uh, I want a Slurpee. When we were on the road, oh man, the cherry and when you do the mix of cherry mm. and Coke Slurpee, that's oh, good time. it's really good. When we were on the road in Iowa City, uh, me and the teen went into the into a frozen yogurt place. And he and Jana stood outside. <laughs> he was like looking through the window, and I was like, "This is so fucking depressing." <laughs> <laughs> we live in hell. Sometimes I think about how you're like, yeah, for my son's 16th birthday, I took him to an abandoned parking lot for him to get inoculated against the plague. He was psyched. (laughs) And then we went to Taco Bell. I mean, that's pretty good. That was good, too. He must have been happy about that. He was really happy about that. I had not had Taco Bell in like, I don't even know how long. Decade. Man, it was good. I don't ever get fast food. No. No. I get it from, and I don't even know if you could consider it fast food. It's like a just a hamburger, like a vegetarian hamburger place here in New York City called oh, Superiority, Superiority Burger. Burger, yeah, that's fast food. But it's like made by a, an angry chef. That's definitely fast food. Then, yeah, it's really good though. It's like I tried to get it yesterday because I was I was getting my haircut. I got yeah. my second haircut. My second. You didn't just get haircut. your haircut. I can see in the video you got it colored. Well, that's part of the deal. There's then. sun it, coming in through the window. It's mm. like shiny and new. It takes three hours, and I wow. do it three to four times a year. Wow! You go and you get your cut, your color, and your highlights and everything. You get the whole package with my hairdresser Lacey. So the salon is closed on Mondays. So she did a deal with the owners that she could have Monday, so oh, that nice. there's no one in there except for her and her client. Nice. So it's really, it's in the East Village. It's like a small place, so it's nice and safe. It's just, just the two of you in there, so it's good. That's awesome. So she's really careful. Do you, when you go to Lacey to get your hair done, do you insist that she calls you Cagney? Yes. I figured. But it's next to Superiority Burger, so I was waiting with with the stuff in my hair, and I was like, I'm just gonna go and look at the just look at the window to see if <laughs> to see if the sign because you can go outside with the like the things in yeah, your like hair, the little aluminum the, things. Yeah, and I ran outside. I was like, I just want to see if they're open because they have these super weird hours. And the angry chef was standing outside smoking, and I was like, he must, but it was like big size. His clothes Monday and Tuesday. And he was like, mm. ah, I'm I'm so mad. I'm like a mad fucking genius. I make the best. Goddamn vegetarian burger in the whole goddamn world, but I am a crazy, angry motherfucker. <laughs> and they have this broccoli salad, Dan, that, that when you hear broccoli salad, you're like, man, that sounds terrible. This shit, Dan. Is it like a slaw? No. Oh. So it's you get a little one of those paper red and white containers that you mm-hmm. get. So you get that. The bottom layer is this smoky eggplant Ooh. crushed up stuff. Then it's charred broccoli with a chili vinaigrette on it, then pickled chilies and candied cashews. I would eat the shit out of that. They also make a pickled beet salad with fried pretzel pieces and cream cheese. Holy cow. It's nuts. 
The food is nuts. It's so fucking good. Yum. Now I want that. It's famously delicious. And people, you know, and they only have one chair in there. It's like an old desk, like an old 50s school desk. So basically, you have to stand outside and wait for your food because they don't let anybody in. And you kind of tap on the wing. Ah, <laughs> give me some food. Give me some food. And they're like, ah, it's the East Village for you. It sounds sounds like New York. Yep. Sounds like New York. Speaking of New York, Maureen Johnson. Oh, God damn it, Dan. Why do you got to do this to me? I heard that you all had a big concert this weekend to celebrate how New York is back. Fought off COVID, back. We put up ready our to go. mission accomplished banner. Yeah. How'd that concert go? Must well, have been fun. Well, Dan, first of all, I had noticed these signs up in the bus shelters and subways that said, New the New York homecoming. And I was like, what are they talking about? What is that? What is this homecoming thing? They kept advertising it, but I had no idea what it was. And I live here. So I, it was like some, we knew it was some kind of thing that they were going to do. And then there was talk of a concert. I don't even know who, I think Bruce Springsteen was supposed to be. I don't know. And I only think that because I saw his picture on Twitter and it was like concert. So they had this big concert in Central Park that you could only go to if you were vaccinated. Okay. The first thing I saw about this concert is that the line was 20 blocks long. Perfect. Second, we had a hurricane. Mm -hmm. So this concert happened as the hurricane was rolling in. Perfect. And they, they got up on, so this, we got, so it was, the skies were darkening, the rain was beginning to fall, almost precisely as the concert was getting going. And the mayor gets up on stage. He's like, everybody stay. Just hide somewhere for 20 minutes. I think this is, he was like, just duck under something for 20 minutes and then come back. Four and a half inches of rain fell that night, Dan. Wow. Four and a half inches fell all at once. I looked out the window. The street was just... A river, like the street was completely full of water. Yeah, that is. It, just, it was one of those that just comes all at once. All the subways look like those those famous falls in South America. It's just like <laughs> water. If you've ever, if you've never seen a video of the New York subway in a rainstorm, just just look it up on YouTube. There'll be lots of videos. You will not believe your eyes. Yeah. Water literally cascades down the step. It comes out of the 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 ceiling. It just, you just, people are, recently there was one that you may have seen about a month or two ago of people wading through four foot high water. Yeah, it was like up to their waist. It, they, and then finally, I guess around 11, they're like, I guess we should stop. By this point, people were actively floating away. They rode away on dolphins. Um, so we nailed it. Nailed it again, Dan. New York is just nailing it all over. Maureen, I, we have well established, I'm not a religious person, but that feels real, yeah. real act of Gotti. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yes. We, I think that you can just say that New York, we are in a period of absolutely crushing it right now. <laughs> just owning it. Yeah. You're, uh, you're outgoing governor. He's gone. As of today. 
piece of shit Andrew Cuomo. Mm-hmm. One of his final acts was to send an email to his staff to see if anyone wanted his dog. This is this man has done a lot of bad things, Dan. And I'm not discounting any of those things, but this one really got me. (laughs) This one really got me because there is something about someone who abandons their dog that absolutely guts me. Just, it's just one of those things like in the handmaid's tale where all the handmaids go crazy and rip the guy to shreds. Like that's me when I'm like, and then they abandon their dog and I'm like, And then it's I go like like a like the Baca, you know, I'm just ripping flesh with my bare hands, just pulling out ribs. <laughs> just I, I just can't take it, man. Fun. I can't take it. It's him and yeah. and, and uh, Lena Lena Durham Dunham. Lena what's her name? Dunno. You know I'm talking about that actress from Girls. I know who you're talking about, but I don't Lena really know Lena Dunham. Name. I generally, that's one of those people where my brain just kind of goes staticky. She keeps either getting rid of or euthanizing her dogs. Oh, good. Perfect. So she's another one on my list. There's a real just, it feels like a level of comic book villain that doesn't feel like even reality when you are leaving your governorship in disgrace because so many people have come forward with evidence of how awful of a human you are. And then just to end it, Mm. you abandon your dog. In a move that I just don't even understand. Like, wouldn't it be much easier to have the dog in in your house as opposed to the gubernatorial mansion? Well, he was living in the mansion, right? Right. But I mean, if you're in the gubernatorial mansion, I think I'd be more worried that dog was peeing on the gubernatorial rugs. (laughs) You know, like, if anything, it's like, well, that's my rug. And if you pee on it, I guess that's fine. As opposed to, oh, no, that that's a a, who have we had a famous governor? Uh, Aren't all your governors famous? I guess. There was Mario Cuomo. Oh, boy. There was Luigi Cuomo. All right. There's Princess Peach. Cuomo. Yoshi Cuomo. That was the, that was the only Mario reference I know. And I that only know. I only know right it be- with it. Because of a song by, um, there was a band in the 90s that made a song about it. Really? Yeah. What, who? Um... You may have to pause for one second while I. It's a it's really been one week since I played Mario. Oh, you know, God Princess damn. Peach and Luigi. Dan, no, and it's Yosho. Hold on, it's really good. It's a really, really funny song. It's by Jellyfish. Was Jellyfish the one that wore those hats? Uh, they all wear hats. It's called Ignorance is Bliss by Jellyfish. It's great. They're really good. The lead singer has an amazing voice, but this song called Ignorance is Bliss, you would love. It's about Mario? Yes, it's all about, it's from the, it's told from the perspective of one of the characters in, in the, in the game. 
Now I need to know, what was their, like, main hit? There was one song called Now She Knows She's Wrong. Um, they're a great band. They should be, pl- I, they should be played more. I can, I can see them in my head. Okay, the lyrics are, Wake up, Miss Toad School. It is I, your one and only king, Bowser Koopa. I'm a turtle, and as you've seen, a little slow and a little green, but on the whole, I'd say super duper. Princess Toadstool, I know you're frightened. If you just knew why you're here, your fear would be heightened. So let's just say ignorance is bliss. Oh, well, I hate to be a bummer, but I've brought you here to bring me plumbers. You know those brothers? Oh, what are their names? Oh, Mario and Luigi. Just the sound of them makes me queasy. I'd love to take that monkey wrench. I'd play my own game. It goes on and on. It's great. Princess Toadstool, I know you're frightened. Ooh. Everybody should listen to them more. You'd enjoy it. You'd like it. You'd like it. The issue that I have with them is they really took that bad, that moment in the 90s where psychedelia was a thing. And they really Everybody, rolled with it for their It was a look. lot of dressing up like court gestures. A lot of, lot of Dr. Seuss cat in the hat hats. Yeah, That's a lot what of I really, remember. really big yeah. hats. Yeah, that, but that was a good song. But they, they're a great band. Very XTC-ish. Yeah. Wore that influence on their sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. What were we talking about? I don't know. The thing that people aren't listening don't know is I got this panicked work message and I had to go into an arcane work system and update an address so he that was... they needed done like immediately. And I had to follow these very, very complicated directions to the letter. So yes, Dan went went away for five minutes and I just listened to the song about Princess Toadstool and sang to myself happily. <laughs> oh, we were talking about your governor. God damn it, Dan. I was so happy a minute ago <laughs> when I was we singing this Princess Toadstool song. About your governor abandoning his dog. Fuck that guy. He's gone. Fuck him. He's yeah. gone, Dan. We don't have to think about him anymore, right? Or do we? I don't well, think we have to think about him. Well, I think we do it when, when he comes up on any charges. Do you think he will? I think that probably this is the this is the extent of it. Oh uh, no, Dan. I think that I think that there could be more to this story. Well. As we're finding out, Dan, sometimes when these fuckers go away, the stories continue. That's true. That is true. Well, Maureen Johnson, to shift the focus. To some other fuckers who went away and their stories continue? Yeah. The long-running, problematic, not really an audit audit of Arizona's 2020 presidential election was supposed to come to an end this week with a final report issued by the firm that they hired to do the audit the impossibly named Cyber Ninjas. But yesterday, Arizona Senate Senate President Karen Fan announced that the report was going to be delayed because three of the five members Cyber Ninjas team, including its CEO, are sick with COVID. At least one of them is hospitalized. Right. One ninja is in the hospital. There's one ninja down to apparently 
quite sick. I some I it's one of those things where I really just completely zoned out of the fact that they there was still some group of maniacs trying to count the Arizona 2020 fall votes. Yeah. In the most absolute comical, like wily coyote machine <laughs> design possible. So somebody basically painted a tunnel on a wall and they ran into it. Basically. Like somebody paint, they painted a tunnel in the wall and then they just kept r- walking big piles of, <laughs> ballots into it and smacking their faces and falling backwards and burying themselves half with ballots. There is a level of um, poetic irony, perhaps, that these people, to whom I'm assuming that there is a Venn diagram that is just a circle of people that believe the election was a hoax and people that believe that COVID was a hoax, Mm -hmm. that they're election hoax research was brutally interrupted by the very much not hoax COVID. Yeah. Dan, I... Now, this is going to come as a big surprise to hear, Dan. Mm -hmm. I'm still really struggling with the concept that there actually exists in the actual human world people that don't believe that COVID is a thing. Yeah. You would think 18 months of this shit across a few different presidential administrations. It feels like someone who doesn't believe that clouds are a thing. Like, it's just like, like, I know, I know, Dan, I know, like, I know, I know, I know, but yet, but yet, but Dan, the thing is, but. Mm Mm-hmm. Then the governor of Texas has COVID. Yes, he does. And he also has gotten the fastest and best treatment, despite having already been vaccinated and apparently already having gotten a booster. Yeah, and being asymptomatic. Yeah, and was asymptomatic, got the Regeneron treatment as well. It's enraging. I know that we know that. Yeah. But every once in a while, you have to just repeat the facts just to make sure that that there are pictures this week of how they grew a little brain and the little brain grew eyes and looked around. I feel like that. Wait, what? So scientists grew a little. You just said that like that was common knowledge. I'm sorry. What? Oh, yeah. Here, I'll show you a picture of it. So (laughs) some some scientists grew a brain. Hold on. Grew a brain eyes. It's real cute. So this little, they grew a little brain and then the brain grew little eyes to look around and it looks like this. See if I can put this picture here. What? (laughs) Let me describe this. Mm -hmm. You know, when you have a, when you crack an egg to make your breakfast Sometimes you get one that's a little bit like got partway through whatever growing process it had to do. And you're like, yeah, this is what that looks like. It's like a kind of a sickly yellow blob with two black 
dots on it. I don't like eggs, so I'm going to say it looks like a little wobbly yellow custard with two little blueberries on it. That is a much cuter way of putting it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Isn't that cool? What? Where was this metaphor going? I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember a lot about this week, Dan. Basically, as soon as we change topics, I forget. And <laughs> it's I like feel like podcasting with a goldfish. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Dan, I think that what's happened is I, I just feel like my brain is trying to protect me so it resets every couple seconds now. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't actually know what I just, Dan. <sighs> I will tell you as you're leaning forward to apparently write yourself a note. Mm -hmm. Your hair keeps catching the sun and it looks stunning. Thank. Oh, oh, does it look like Mrs. Roper's hair? No, it looks really, really nice. Does it look like a moo moo? No, it looks nice. It's just like there's like a glow to it. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit amber. It's a little bit sort of like uh, ox bloody. Ox bloody? Ox blood. That is a, that is a definition of a <sighs> deep red. My hair looks like ox blood? Uh-huh. That's a color. I know it's a color. It's, it's a nice color. It's like the color of a loafer. Yeah. I have loafer colored hair? In, in in the shadow, you have this really nice, deep, rich red. It's like oxblood. Anyway, <laughs> meanwhile, Maureen Johnson, in Florida... Honestly, there should be a line of Dan Valentine's cards. <laughs> oxblood is a fine color. An excellent color. When uh, when we moved the Punk Planet offices, we moved into a um, into this like industrial building, and the landlord was like, "Yeah, I can paint if you want." And I was like, "Can you paint?" Was the it floor? Rudy Giuliani? No, he was. I think his name was Mike. Uh anyway, he was like, "Yeah, I can do some painting if you need it done." And I was like, "Oh, can you paint the floor?" He's like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." And I was like, "Can you do it, Oxblood?" And he looked at me like I was. Asking him to murder animals on the floor. I just wanted the color. And he painted it gray. Dan, Jim, did I ever tell you about the time that my ceiling fell in? I think you might have. I vaguely remember, but there have been a lot of stories. So refresh us. Well, what happened, Dan, is that one day I was, this is when I lived in Queens. And I had this apartment that was super strange because they all built in the 30s for multi, like, different uses and over the years, like it had a very strange middle room. So I was okay. sitting at my desk in the living room and then I heard rain and I looked at the one, Oh, it's raining, but it was sunny out, very sunny. And so I said, but I hear rain. And then I said, that means if the rain's not outside. And then I turned my head to see just, it was fully raining, like pouring rain in the middle room of my apartment, just oh, like in the middle, in the like middle, not over in a bathroom. No, just in this whole middle room that I had on bookcases on. So I ran in and I start dragging stuff out of this room and I look up and the whole ceiling is just pouring, water's pouring out of it. So I called my landlord, whose name was Rudy. 
Rudy was not the smartest. Rudy would come up. Rudy's the one that, you know, once repaired someone's toilet, the pipe of their toilet with duct tape. And uh, when my when my wall caught on fire, he came up like the, it just things. He was not good at repairs, but he did them anyway. And he said, oh, the pipe's broken upstairs. So so much water came down that my entire uh, most of the ceiling came down in this room Ooh. because my neighbor's bathtub was directly above it for reasons I don't understand. In the, wow. Okay. So they had to take out a section of my wall of my ceiling that was about six foot by three foot. Sure. And I could see the underside of my neighbor's uh, like iron tub <laughs> and about a two inch lip around of just space. So Ooh. I could literally just see straight up into my neighbor's bathroom Fine. and this hovering heavy tub that just suspended itself <laughs> just was suspended above like with no no floor just a hovering tub for a week oh so finally he came because he had this friend across the street who had a bucket his friend was a little smarter than it was and he was always telling rudy to stop being stupid he's like rudy you gotta fix it and rudy's like it'll be fine so rudy came and they put up a new ceiling or just kind of patched it yeah and so they put the plaster up and then they came up to paint it and he was painting it. And his friend said, Rudy, you can't paint it when the plaster's wet or I'll get discolored. And Rudy's like, it's dry. It's fine. But it was clearly not dry or fine. And he painted it and it turned to yellow. And so I called him and I said, Rudy, the ceiling has turned yellow. And he came up and he looked and he said, well, that's what happens if you paint the plaster while it's wet. Something that he had done one day before. Well, you know. Good job. You could do anything to that apartment, Dan. I once ripped out the floor myself, the ki the kitchen floor. I was it was winter time. It was January. I was on a deadline. I'd had it with everything, and I said, "That's it. The floor's coming up." And I didn't even put work gloves on, Dan. I literally just pulled the furniture out picked up the linoleum but with, with my bare hands and just yoinked it up. Just so it was like the final scene of the conversation. Yes. Surprisingly close to that. I just tore that shit up. Didn't ask for permission. Took it outside and dumped it. Then I went over to Home Depot and bought a bunch of stick-on tiles and just restuck those all over the floor. I also tried because none of the none of the cabinets closed in the kitchen, not one, because okay. they've been repainted so many times mm. since the 30s that yep. they that just all they painted over the locks and the and the and the switches and everything. So everything just hung open all the time. Yeah. So I said I borrowed a hot like a heat gun from a friend, and I was like, I'm just gonna peel this shit off myself. Mm. That was probably lead paint, Dan. Oh, yeah. I was going to say. You uh, took did a I have few a, years off. Did I have a ventilator or anything no. on? No. I was just like, eh, this is fine. So I just did stuff in that apartment, Dan. Didn't matter. Pieces of the uh, the windowsills and stuff used to come off in my hands all the time. Just big old chunks of them would just fall out. Hmm. Nice. Um, it was. A, I had a really good rate on that apartment, Dan. I it was, bet. It was really big, and I got it for like thousand dollars a month boom deal but deal it did sometimes catch on fire huh. and the ceiling came down sure and it was full of lead mm -hmm. 
And um, it was less full of lead once you left. I try not to think about that was fine. I only did it the one day. It's okay. We ingested a lot of lead paint as children. So it's oh, fine. good. Okay. Yeah, it's all good. One of the wilder things, Maureen Johnson, is that there is a direct correlation between stopping including lead in paint and gasoline and the reduction in major crimes in the world. It's like, wow, that's wild. Yeah. Our whole, our, our basically we poisoned ourselves into being psychopaths and then we stopped and we got better. Now everything's fine. Yeah. Everything's great. Speaking of things that are great, Maureen, in Florida, uh, parents have brought a lawsuit against uh, Governor DeSantis for blocking the ability for local districts uh, to implement masking rules. And uh, that lawsuit has gone into the courtroom or into a Zoom courtroom, and it's going great, as Washington Post reporter Meryl Cornfield, as she tweeted, during the hearing on Florida's restrictions for requiring students wear masks, one of the attorneys representing parents has been coughing all day. She told the judge she caught COVID from her preschooler. Another witness, a doctor, apologized for the noise her children were making in the background. They were home from school because both of them had COVID. Were these people testifying against the masks or no? The... These were people suing the governor to imp- to allow them to implement masks, to allow their districts to implement masking. Dan, the situation in Florida is so terrible right now. Yes, somehow it's worse than it was in the height of 2020 before we had the vaccine. Oh yeah, they have their highest numbers right now. Oh yeah, full stop. Yeah. Delta is insanely catchy. Mm -hmm. I mean, various reports I've read suggest that basically everyone who's unvaccinated, it burns so hot and so fast that everyone unvaccinated will pick it up. That includes our children. That's what keeps me up at night. But you have your little guy at home safe. Yeah, but most people do not have the luxury that we have. No. The quote-unquote luxury that we have to put our lives on hold and, uh, you know, keep them home. But, um, yeah, so, no, it's not It's not a good situation, Maureen Johnson. It's not. And, you know, there are lawsuits happening uh, in both Florida and Texas to get the... Uh, to get local control over masking um, if, if the governors won't do it, you know, at least allow local governments and local school districts to do it, which is not allowed right now. Um, and the Texas Supreme Court has actually put it on, put uh, Abbott's ban on hold. So that's uh, a little bit of a relief for at least some some families in Texas. There was also a, a walkout of doctors in Florida. Yeah. Who finally had enough and just said they would no longer be treating people who were voluntarily unvaccinated. Yeah. 
All this shit is so fucking nuts. It's all so fucking nuts, Maureen. I, I feel like during the Trump thing, it was so stupid and we were so angry, but it almost made sense because it was evil. Right. You're like, oh, those people are just like, this is some dark political madness. Right. This is just people screaming about preventative measures for a deadly disease and thinking that spoons are sticking to them. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing. It's the same people and the same phenomena and constantly trying to understand it as we have been since 2016. And as many people have been for much, much longer than that. Yeah. It's just that it's getting to be too much, Dan. And that's how I ended up becoming a goldfish. <laughs> it's understandable. Well, we can change the subject, my little fishy friend. What? To, uh, what Igor were we talking about? Fruman. Who? Igor Fruman. Was that the guy from Ferris Bueller Day, Days Off? That was Abe Froman, mm. the sausage king of Chicago. Uh, Igor Fruman was one of Rudy Giuliani's goon sidekicks during the whole Ukraine saga. Uh, Fruman and Lev Parnas were picked up at Dulles Airport back in 2019 with one-way tickets out of the country. Uh they have been slowly moving through the legal system. Originally, their um, their day in court was supposed to be right before Election Day 2020, but COVID threw everything uh, for a loop. And uh, Igor, today, this Wednesday, when this episode is coming out, he is changing his not guilty plea to guilty. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't seem like our friend Rudy is going to be particularly pleased about that because wow. uh, they are up on charges uh, that they uh, for campaign finance violations that they including that they illegally funneled foreign cash into election coffers. Rudy still being under investigation for his actions around Ukraine, Igor being one of his heavies that was involved heavily. In the Ukraine stuff, so one would I keep assume... forgetting that they went into Rudy's apartment one day and took all of his phones. When was that? That was just a few months ago. Was it? It's hard drive too. Yeah, it's it was hard the beginning to of the summer. Was it the? Oh, really? Yeah, Andrew Giuliani basically used that to launch himself into his gubern into the gubernatorial race. That's the reason why I decided to forget when it was. Yeah, that would that would be why. But yeah, uh, Lev Parnas, I I believe, has not changed his plea at this point. He is also up on other charges, Lev is, around uh, defrauding investors on their business that they ran together that was called Fraud Guarantee. That's right. Yeah. God damn it, Dan. <laughs> God damn it, Dan. God damn it. God damn it, Dan. Oh! Is <coughs> be a goldfish and you're bringing up fucking frog tears to you? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Um, wait, I'm just trying. I'm just trying God to do. Damn it! Just shut the fuck up already. Here, but Marine, we have to do the podcast. Yeah, and fuck you and fuck your fucking podcast. Oh, oh no. 
I just, I, I have Let to. Let me just swim around this bowl. Each fucking corner's a new adventure. Just shut the fuck up. I feel like I'm stoned today, Dan. Like I, and I, I am, I am not. I just feel like the the news is just bouncing off my head like marbles against a wall. Just, it's just pink, pink, pink. I will say that it feels a little bit between the kind of constant shifting horrors happening in Afghanistan, Delta, various Trump goons maneuvering for things. It feels like that kind of early 2021 or not early springtime 2021, where it was like everything's slowing back down to a normal speed of news does feel like we are in a hyper acceleration point again, where there is just a lot happening and we are that much less equipped to deal with it because we are 18 months into fully ground down brains. Also, before these motherfuckers were in the room with us and we were watching what we were they were doing with incredulity. Now yeah. they're in the fucking walls. We hear them moving around, <laughs> but we don't know what they're doing. We ah, just hear the little Rudy in the wall over here and the little Lev. Like they're they're around us. We're, ah, get, we're tap, tapping on the walls with a hammer. We're ripping up our floorboards in the middle of the night. Tap, tap, tap. Where's that fucking, where's the fucking Giuliani and the fucking wall? Just a, we're hitting holes in the walls, Dan. Yep. And all these fuckers are from New York. <laughs> Cuomo, Trump, de Blasio, Rudy Giuliani, and not for nothing, Dan. We're coming up on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And there oh is a God, that's right. I'm on a, there's a whole world of, I got to say it, Dan. No, thank you. Like I, I, I know it's important, but if I could just put a bucket over my head for that, I would. Yeah. It's going to be relentless. Ugh. And it's also going to mean that Rudy Giuliani's fucking face. Oh my word. Is going to be everywhere. Yeah. It's going to be nonstop, Dan. What if he gets picked up like right before September 11th? That would be fucking wild. I mean, I, 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 Dan, goldfish. Oh my God. I, I need to get in on that goldfish action before that shit. I don't want to be here for this. That is going to be. The world's wildest pivot where suddenly everyone's talking about Rudy like he's a venerated hero. And he's like over there fucking swallowing his own tongue on TV. Oh, he's going to be on every goddamn show, Dan. Yeah. Everyone. He can't even stay on target wishing somebody a happy marriage. That is going to be some fucking wild ass TV. What's he going to do? Is he just going to? Just straight up give away everything that he's done. It's going to be, I give any interview with Rudy Giuliani two minutes before he's blaming Hunter Biden for 9-11. I could absolutely happen. Oh, yeah. How drunk is he going to be? Very. How farty is he going to be? Very. (laughs) (laughs) How many calls is he going to take 
during the interview. <laughs> well, it's a little unclear how many phones he has now. I think the that, feds still have his phones. One time I went to a big conf- like a conference and there was a panel of right, you know, you go to panels to see other writer stock. Yeah. And this is a pretty big room. And there was one panelist, some author, I don't know who it was, don't remember their name. And it, they their phone rang in the middle of the panel and they just answered the phone on the panel. And then they just stood up and there was a curtain right behind them about two feet. Uh-huh. They just stepped behind that curtain and just kept talking on the phone. Wow. But you could hear them just Magic. as well. Invisibility curtain. Because it was not like it was a like it was a conference room, but it was big. And they just stood. It was the weirdest thing I have <laughs> ever seen. And I could see him doing something like that. Just like thinking they can't see him against the background or something. What is this? Yeah. A green screen? I'll just stand back here. <laughs> Tries to stand be- behind Steve Karnacki or something like that, or just magic me out. <laughs> oh. I just gotta take this call. Uh, I it's just on speaker. Don't... It's someone from Russia. Hello, Rudy. What are you doing? I'm on. I'm doing a TV show right now. I had just. I have completely divorced Rudy. 9-11 from Rudy now and the fact god it had not even occurred to me that he will be mm-hmm. all over the fucking place we'll have to see that press conference he did when they had to open that thing with an axe and get into that you know the fire I mean just uh, all of it I, I was there for the first one Dan yeah I don't want to be here for this one unless it's hilarious in which case I want to watch those those interviews <laughs> If he's drunk and farting, I'll tune. I'll tune in. I mean, he's Rudy Giuliani, Maureen. If he brings his little sign and puts it in front of Rudy's desk, uh, he's going to be on every uh, goddamn show. God. Then that is so much sooner than I thought. Because is... somehow it's the twenty fifth of August. Yeah, that's unacceptable. Yeah. Goldfish yeah. Dan, I have no sense of news. I have no sense of time. I have no sense of anything. I wish I was you. Well, I come up, I I come up and I'm a little bit aware, and then then I all then I just uh, I go back. Sounds glorious. Because I'm writing a book, Dan. I have to go into like I've been I need to go into fiction land. All right. Bring us take us with you. I want you to come with me. I've been trying to get everybody to come with me. That's why I'm like, I wrote this book. Come with me. (laughs) Come with me. I'll take you out of here. Get on my back. I'll carry you. (laughs) God damn it. Says who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon. They're probably regretting that decision right now. Why do I give them $5 a month? For this shit. Well, it's so you can get it twice a week on Sundays, too, if you give it the five or ten dollar a month level at patreon.com slash says who our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo was designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. You can email it. Hey, that is H E Y at says who podcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash groups slash says whovians. 
the Facebook group has been very full of concerned parents and teachers and everyone else because yeah. back to school sucks. Oh, people are, there's a lot of support in that group because people are really, understandably. Yeah. So I'm so sorry, you guys, all this shit you have to deal with. Yeah, for real. For real. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. You can also when she, join. When she is not homeschooling. Right. In the, in the mornings and after 5 p.m. If you want to join the Fan Run Discord server, you can visit tinyurl.com slash says who discord and spread the word, subscribe, and please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, which is actually September 1st. No. Out, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Dan. It is. Stop it. It's it's I'm it's, it's all true. Oh no. Yeah. Oh boy. We uh, Oh boy. For he- our next episode <sighs> from my basement in Chicago. And from here in glorious New York City where we are nailing it 100% of the goddamn time. We did it. Homecoming. <laughs> We did it, you guys. The best thing about naming it Homecoming is it, it clearly is oriented towards all the rich shits that yes. left the town. Yes, that's the most annoying fucking part of it. It's like, oh, 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 really rich people. Welcome back from the Hamptons, fuckers. Oh, <laughs> did you go to your house in Vermont while everyone else stayed here and wore plague masks? Welcome back. Cotter, I never left, Dan. I was here the whole goddamn time. I was you here. Were. Yeah, I was, just, I was just mailing you masks. You were. I've been. I wore one of your masks today, Dan, because I was washing all my mask, and I was like, I'm gonna go dip into the old bicycle material one. That's my oh, favorite. That's a nice one. I stayed, Dan. I was here the whole goddamn time. I was here with my water cubes behind the sofa. And my beans, and my bins. <laughs> I had, I did all, I did all my washing my bins, Dan. Duh, you want to see my bins? <laughs> I was here the entire time. I know it's homecoming, but the whole time I was down here with my bins and my beans. So welcome back, everybody. Come on in. We're having a concert. Everybody, it's raining a little bit, so if you have to float away, you can float away in my bin. Or you can use it to catch rainwater and maybe water your plants. There's plenty of water, though. You're probably going to need it to put your feet in, walk home in, because all the water. Anyway, we had a concert. It didn't go so well, but, you know, we tried. And then we got rid of the governor, who doesn't want his dog anymore. Anyway... From my basement in Chicago, I'm Dan Sinker. Bye from New York City, where we're really crushing it. Come on back to New York. We're doing great. (laughs) This has been Says Who. That's right, it's Says Who. Live from New York, it's Says Who. (laughs) 